Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, James John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? Well, I'm wanting to know yeah. what happened to the bottle of whiskey oh, or the bottle just, of tequila. To, switch, oh, we, we can, I can go grab hey, it. We should do all the bottles. I mean, Brian Spar, we still have that bottle of Don Julio. Yep. Right, we got Greg's bottle of what was the name of that whiskey? It was made by a uh, Cutwater. Yeah, Cutwater. Yeah. Yep. No, Cutwater. I think is the, the brand, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the distillery. But um, yep. And then we still have Jason's bottle of whiskey. Yep. That yeah. I mean, I'm scared. Honestly, I want to drink them, but I'm fearful for the day you ask to put it up as just another centerpiece, and you see that shit's like half gone. Hey, Merck's gonna come in here one day. All he does, he keeps talking about it. Correct. Oh, I'm crack open 1942. Murph, go buy a bottle. You're a top producer. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like never Murph would drink that nasty that bottle of Clyde Clyde, Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays. Yeah, keeps get away from me with that. Shout out Clyde Mays. You know, it was that Clyde Mays bottle mm-hmm. that started it this whole it was catalyst. it was Rob Farragher, our first Rob guest yep. ever. Yep. My buddy Rob. Um, I went back and listened to that episode. Literally two minutes ago. Yeah, it was terrible. It's not uh, bad, it's man. Bad. It's gotta start somewhere. It's bad. But I mean, not that Rob's bad, just we were bad. Let me ask you a question, Dustin. We ha- were bad. Have you ever seen a clip of like when ESPN first started? ESPN, the yes. global network. Have you ever seen Steve Berman back in the 70s? And you're like, what the was that? Yeah. Right? It's, but look at them where they are today. Okay. Global. So, yes, it doesn't. So, we all start somewhere. Right, at the time. But, yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, it was Rob Ferrier that told me, hey, man, get that bottle of Clyde Mays. Yeah. He's like a whiskey snob. Though. He's in the bourbon club. And, oh, is he? Oh, yeah. He. Joins raffles to win body bottles of pappies. So he talks shit, but does, he he throws stones, but offers no solutions. Just brings problems. Hey, I don't like the bottle, but I won't send you another centerpiece. Well, Rob's gonna make the argument. You've gotten a bottle of 1942. You got this bottle of whiskey row. Autographed. You got yeah. Autographed. When are we? Are we? Gonna but I want to know when Rob's gonna bring in a bottle of pappies. You know when Rob is gonna bring in when he comes back in to uh, teach the episode or go the episode or record the episode. <laughs> so you want to be a financial planner. Ah, is that what he does? So you wanna? So you wanna? Yeah, we're gonna do that. So you wanna series? Okay, right? Because I do want to lean into opening pro- younger professionals' eyes or people looking for a career change, their eyes to mm. other other industries. Right. And one of our best episodes is so you want to be a loan officer. Literally. Yeah. So we're gonna do so you want to be a life insurance salesman. So mm-hmm. you want to be a real estate investor. Yeah. So you want to be a realtor. So you want to yeah. be a financial advisor. So yeah. you want to be an insurance agent. Yeah. So you wanna. So you're thinking maybe Rob could come on and do the so you want to be a financial advisor. Yeah. Hey, he's killing it, by the way. Is he? Yeah, like killing it, killing it. Good. Yeah, no, he does. He specializes in 401ks. He got his start with Morgan Stanley back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think it's Morgan Stanley, one of those you know big firms. Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter. Yep, went through their uh, training program. But yeah, he's absolutely killing it. Good. So there's no excuse for him not to bring a, a gift when he comes to record the episode. All right, you put it out there, you know it's, it's going to happen. happen. All right. So we uh, we job we job shadowed Jesus. We just recorded an episode on. Is that what you're going to say? No. We, oh. Yeah, on our last episode. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. On our last episode, we actually foreshadowed. Correct. Not job shadow. Okay. That, wow. I didn't know. Okay. You're right today, man. <laughs> no, I'm not all right, man. <laughs> Hang in there, I'm man. Not it's only all right. Okay. okay yeah. Mentally, uh, physically, yeah. I'm just no. When's the last time you went to the gym? <sighs> Dude, I went yesterday, but it wasn't a good workout. It wasn't a good workout. No, and I didn't run this morning. I was supposed to. Jeez. I'm worn out. Like this. Um, this whole work thing, couple jobs going, kids in activities, dance competitions, volleyball tournaments. 
Yes. I'm just worn out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But so you have my brain the, is fried. You are, but you have the energy to show up today when the lights are on and talk to the people about what? Delayed financing. Delayed financing. That's the hot topic right now. So we are going to talk about delayed financing. Right. This coincides with appraisal gap strategies. Okay. So we did the last episode on appraisal gap strategies. Boring AF, I know, but it's needed. And it's needed because the the housing market that we're in, there is no like end in sight mm -hmm. where it's going to get any better. Yeah. There is no bubble. There is no pop. There is no, we're going to wake up tomorrow and homes are going to be 20% cheaper and there's going to be a plethora of them for, for sale. Because by the way, those two would have to go hand in hand. Yeah. So you won't see home prices come down until you see inventory stack up. That's not happening anytime That's soon. not happening anytime soon. So this market that we're in, which I call it a crappy market. It's a good market because we have a lot of people who want to buy houses. It's crappy because it's hard to find a house right now. Mm. That's not going to stop. It's also hard to find a car. It's hard to find a flight. It's hard to find a hotel room. Like mm. some days it's hard to find the my favorite bread because Publix just isn't stocking it right now. Mm -hmm. That's Dale's, by the way. I like Dale's. Dale's bread? Yeah, Dale's bread. Okay. Yep. Fucking, I have so many questions, but I'll let it go because we'll go down a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but in a, uh, so, we, so we did the whole show on appraisal gap strategy and something that goes hand in hand is delayed financing. And not many people know what delayed financing is. Mm. So I'm going to talk about what delayed financing is. I'm also going to give ideas about how people can raise capital. Mm. Okay, so delayed financing essentially is doing a loan after you just bought the home. So back in the day, to offer a little bit of like um, some some pretense, if you purchased a home, you were not able to do a cash out refinance until that title had seasoned. And typically seasoned title meant you owned the home for at least six months. Hmm. Now, there still very well may be some loan products out there that do require you to have seasoned title before you can do any type of refinance. But conventional conforming loans do not, mm -hmm. right? Those loans that are being sold to Fannie and Freddie, they allow for delayed financing. That means if I am a home buyer and I need to make my offer strong, I can potentially make a cash offer, assuming I have access to cash and capital. But after I close on the home, turn around and take at least 75 or 80% of the home's purchase price or appraised value, whichever was lower, mm. back. Mm. Okay. Well, why would someone want to do this? Like, wh why would this make sense? So let's talk about, like, how I could make this my strategy in order to elevate my offer in the eyes of any seller. So this episode, like the last episode, mm -hmm. If you finance real estate for a living, you should know about delayed financing. If you're looking to purchase real estate and you have access to capital, you should know about delayed financing. If you sell homes for a living, mm -hmm. you should know about delayed financing. So we're going to cover about 50, 60% of the American populace with what we're getting ready to, to cover. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, like, unfortunately, if you don't have access to capital, then delayed financing doesn't matter to you. Mm. Like, it just doesn't. But... Let's say you do. And let's talk about the first people that do. Okay, so Jimmy and Susie have a ton of money in their investment account. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy and Susie are looking to purchase a property 
but their financial advisor does not want them to take money out of their investment account in order to pay cash for the home. It makes sense for their overall financial picture to carry a mortgage because the thought is the money in their investment account is growing at a greater rate than the interest rate they're going to pay on their mortgage. And, um, if they were to pull money out of their account, it would create a taxable event mm -hmm. at which point they don't want to have to pay that twelve dollars or $15,000 in taxes. Yeah. Something that this couple can do in this scenario is they could go to their financial advisor. Most clearinghouses or most investment firms will allow them to leverage a line of credit off of their assets. So this couple, what I call them? Susie and... Johnny? No, Susie and... Uh, uh, Jimmy. Okay. Whatever I called them. <laughs> yeah, Susie and Jimmy. Susie and Jimmy. Yeah. So Susie and Jimmy have a million dollars in their, in their, um, Charles Schwab account, their JP Morgan account, their Merrill Lynch account. And instead of pulling a half a million dollars out to go pay cash for the home, because if they did, that would create a taxable event. And instead of trying to apply for a home loan, where the buyer or the seller may not be willing to take their offer because it's not a cash offer, right? This is why you're going to do this, right? Jimmy and Susie and everyone like them. The reason why they're going to try to pay cash is because it's going to make their offer more attractive to a seller. They're not doing this because they want to pay cash. They're doing this because it's an end to a means. It's how they mm -hmm. make their offer more competitive. And I think that's paramount to know, right? Like this is, this is for someone who wants to finance, but they're realizing that submitting offers with financing, is making their offer less attractive. Mm. So how can they make this offer one in which it's cash? Well, they go to their financial advisor and Jimmy and Susie's financial advisor says, well, here's the problem, Jimmy and Susie, I can give you this half a million dollars, but the minute I do, it's gonna create a taxable event because this is an investment account and that money has been growing and mm. earning, um, earning money over time. And as soon as you realize that capital gain, you have yep. to pay a tax on it. Yep. But what they can potentially do with their financial advisor is they can get a line of credit against their own assets. Oh, okay. Okay. Much like someone can borrow against their 401k for a home purchase. Oh, yeah. You can also get a line of credit. And a lot of these investment houses or, or um, these, these investment banks will allow someone to leverage 50% of the balance. So if Jimmy and Susie have a million dollar balance, mm -hmm. they can get a half million dollar line of credit. And then now they can go submit a cash offer, pay cash using their line of credit, and then call Kevin Murphy at Waterstone Mortgage and let Kevin do a loan for them. Hmm. It, it won't be the full half a million dollars. It'll probably be only for $400,000, but at least allow them to get the $400,000 that they originally wanted to borrow now onto a mortgage, but they made themselves a cash offer by leveraging their assets and working with their financial advisor. Yeah. Okay. So, Delayed financing is what gave Jimmy and Susie the idea to talk to their financial advisor about leveraging their assets and paying cash for this home purchase. Now, when you say you're uh, talking to your financial advisor, can you leverage like other type of assets? Let's say I got like a like a nice cigarette boat down in Miami and a nice dock. Like I have real stuff, like nice cars. Can I leverage that for delay? Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, theoretically, if you owned a nice car outright, you have a 2022 Corvette that you bought for 80 grand. Yeah. Could you go to your bank and get a $50,000 loan on that? Sure. Mm. Like, but 
usually people are trying to raise three, four, five hundred thousand dollars to buy a house. Like, do you have that many cars? <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I guess like, yeah, you're um, you're getting creative, John. I give you credit for that. But normally, like, just understanding what delayed financing is, it's it's the ability to take a loan out the day after you've purchased the home to reimburse yourself any cash that you came out of pocket. Mm. It's like floating money, kind of. No, not really. Not the right term. Possibly. Okay. Yeah, possibly. So, like, here's where I, I've I've seen it work really well. Um, a real estate investor, right? Doing a loan. Guy's name is Mark. Uh, Mark's become a good <clears> buddy <throat> of mine. Mark was a client. He was a real estate investor. Now he actually owns a real estate company. And Mark preferred to go out and just make cash offers on all of his rental properties because he knew as a cash offer he got the best deal. Then Mark would call me the next day and say, hey, I just bought a property. Let's do a loan on it. Because Mark wanted to secure financing on that investment property at four or five or six percent, whatever rates were during that time period. And he wanted to get the bulk of his capital back out so he had that capital working for him. Because Mark realizes that the home that he bought, the profit he makes is the difference between what he bought it for versus what he sells it for. The profit has nothing to do with, mm -hmm. you know, how much is financed versus how much is not financed. So Mark who is a wealthy individual, he prefers leveraging his debts in order to create more wealth. But his strategy was in order to get homes purchased, purchased quickly, get my offers accepted with the most uh, competitive offer, he made every offer cash. Then he would call me to do delayed financing after the fact. I'd give him 70 or 75% of the purchase price 30 days after you bought it, he'd hmm. get that money back out of the house. Does everybody offer uh, delayed financing? Is that they right? should. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a Fannie Freddie credit type product okay yeah this isn't a non-qm creative financing no this is right in the the, the product guides okay go to tloponline.com mm -hmm. right go to sales tools go to product guides mm -hmm. and then click on the link for fannie mae mm -hmm. and then type in the search bar delayed financing mm -hmm. you'll see what we're talking about okay and by the way that's tloponline.com that's john and i's website under sales tools, there's a ton of training content. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're posting new videos and scripts yeah, and up printouts <laughs> yeah. and trackers and guides. Yeah. Like, that's not even talking about the the other tools that we have on there, mm -hmm. whether it's the online community, which is basically a message board, or the career placement center mm -hmm. or the coaching center, just sales tools. To yeah. me right now, it's like sales tools is the jam. Bees knees. And if someone wanted to look up delayed financing under sales tools, then you go to... Um, guides. Nope. Uh, it'd be sales tools. And then, yeah. Guides. Yeah. Guides. Yep. 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 I mean, you want articles, you want like the hottest articles going on in our industry. Oh, they're on there too. <laughs> I know <laughs> they're on there cause I send them to John and then John begrudgingly puts them on the website. <laughs> there you go. Cause it's something I just read it's, and I'm like, Hey, this is, this is relevant, John. Yeah. Let's get this up on T-Law. It's curated by Dustin. Curated. Yes. Dustin. I curated it. Yes, you did. And then there's like staples. Like I think everyone should, should subscribe to MBA Newslink. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should subscribe to Housing Wire. Mm -hmm. So those things are evergreen. We mm -hmm. have links to those two evergreen. They're up there. Nice. Yeah. So um, delayed finance. I told the story about Mark, told the story about Jimmy and Susie. Mm -hmm. Right. And then another way that we've done it was a brother gave his other brother the money to purchase the home. Mm. Now, when we did the, the delayed financing, the money did not go to our borrower. Where'd it go to? It went to the brother who gave him the no. money. Yeah, so that is one thing that you have to know when you're doing delayed financing, is that when you're doing delayed financing, the we have to track and prove where the money came from to buy the house. Hmm. And then we reimburse that same source. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, so you're, you're not going to play any like funny business where... <laughs> right. 
you went out and did a credit card advance right. and on 17 different credit cards, yeah, like yeah. John Coleman suggested with the cigarette boat in Miami <laughs> yeah. and, um, or the Corvette mm-hmm. and raised all these funds. And now you get, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. We, we still, because we're not forcing you to season your title, we still are going to want to see where the money came from. Mm-hmm. And we want to reimburse that person who, who gave the money. Would you say using delayed financing is a somewhat of an advanced loan officer technique? Is it, is it beginner level? Is advanced. Some, advanced? Yeah, but it, a beginner can do it. It's an advanced thought process. And I think that's why our clients and our community looks to us to be experts. That's why we preach being an advisor, right? It's why we pimp out mortgage coach. We pimp out certified mortgage advisor, mm-hmm. right? It's because these are the tools that I've recognized throughout my career that help me become great at what I do to bring value to my community. When people call me, I need to be the person who has the thoughts and the ideas. I don't have to be the person. And by the way, I'm not the person who comes up with the thoughts and the ideas. <laughs> I may have found a way to explain them, right? I, I may have sought them out. And then now I retained them up in this little bald noggin of mine. <laughs> but all we need to be able to do is, is introduce people to the concept. Right. Hey, man, I know it's tough out there. I know you know, keep on submitting offers and keep on getting uh, uh, rejected. I notice here that you have a ton of money in your 401k back from when I did your initial pre-approval. Out of curiosity, how much of that could you gain access to? Any chance you'd want to get a big enough loan out of your 401k to pay cash for the house? I know this is a crazy thought, so just follow me here, John. And then you'd be thinking, yeah, I could do that, but what's that repayment going to look like? And you may be like, oh, my God, Dustin, the repayment on that would be $5,000 a month. I'm like, yeah, but what if I could get you 80% of the home's purchase price within 30 or 45 days after you bought it? Mm. So that way you only have to make one payment to the 401k loan. Could you afford that? Because then I can give you enough money to almost pay that whole entire loan off. Oh, just a thought, John. Like at the end of the day, I'm trying to help you buy a house. You didn't call me because you wanted a mortgage. Nobody wants a mortgage. Mm -hmm. In fact, people dream about the day that they don't have a mortgage. No one dreams about the day that they don't have a home. Even my father, he never dreamt about the day he wouldn't have a home. He dreamt of the day he wouldn't have a lawn. So he bought a condo. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But he still owns a home. Right. But people dream about the day that they won't have a mortgage. Okay, cool. Let's keep that in mind. But you called me because you want a home. I'm helping you get into a home. I know how competitive it is out there. I, as a lender and a upper echelon lender who always finds a way to yes and gives advice, I just need you to know that there is an option out there for certain people called delayed financing. And if you can raise the capital, so think about mom and dad just buying the house for you, brother buying the house for you. Think about if you have the assets, but maybe you don't want to tap into them because it would create a taxable event. Could you at least leverage your assets to maybe get a line of credit that's based off of your assets? Your assets are the collateral. You use that line of credit to purchase the home. Then you come to me or Kevin Murphy and we do a loan for you. And then now you at closing get reimbursed the bulk of the funds necessary to pay down your line of credit. Yes. Maybe you do have a bunch of money sitting in your bank account, but maybe you have that money earmarked for something else. So you don't want to touch it, but maybe you could touch it if you knew you were going to get most of it back within 45 days. 
when you're using delayed financing, is it a little bit more strict? Like, do those people, you need to have like an 800 credit score or some other type of like, you know no, what I'm saying? Not, I mean, it depends, John. It depends. It depends. That's, I mean, learn that from Danielle Anderson. Shout okay. out to Danielle. But right. it, it depends. Everyone's situation is unique. Everyone has to qualify. You know, the, the rules of the road and the guidelines, they change. They change quarterly. There's always updates being done to Fannie's guides and Freddie's guides and DU and LPA. Okay. So I, I do think someone has to reach out to a competent, trusted, local lender. And they need to go through their entire scenario to make sure that they will qualify for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't just listen to this episode. Oh, Dio said I can do it. No, <laughs> right, no, no, okay, it doesn't okay, work yeah, that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the purpose of this episode and every other episode that we do is to just introduce people to concepts and thought processes. From there... We want you to do the research yeah. from there. We want you to gather the information, do the legwork and figure out, do you qualify or does your client qualify? Is using delayed financing, can it be like a deal saver? Thousand percent. Well, it's the reason why someone's offer would get accepted. Mm -hmm. Like on the last episode, I shared about Michelle and I looking to purchase a vacation home two hours away over in St. Pete Beach. Mm -hmm. Jimmy and Susie very well could have been Dustin and his wife, mm -hmm. right? I had to get creative. I had to get creative when the my realtor talked to the seller's realtor and said, oh, we're not taking financing. And my realtor was like, oh, no, but he helps run a mortgage company. They're good. No, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Little mind. He's good. He's good. VIP. Yeah, correct. Yeah, skip the line. Skip the line. No, he's good. Literally, you know what she said? I don't care. What? These sellers don't care. And I'm like, I ain't got cash to pay for this. Right. Like, I'm like, what? Well, Thank God I'm friends with Caleb. Caleb's my financial advisor. And it was Caleb that was like, hey, D.O., I can actually let you tap into this money that you all have been saving without it being a taxable event. Hmm. J.P. Morgan will do a line of credit hmm. based upon your assets, and we can help you raise the funds. Hmm. I was like, oh, snap. That's real life, for real. That's, that's, that's real life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So many of the things that I've learned through my origination career, it's when I started thinking if it was me. If this was me, how would I do this? I don't take no for an answer. That's why I've been successful in sales. Right? I just don't. I was never a good athlete, but I was a great tryhard. And I just don't give up. And I just don't take no for an answer. So... When I financed my home purchase 11 years ago, or I structured it, I did 10% down, no monthly PMI. That was before anyone knew about it. I didn't want to put 20% down because if I did 20% down, I wouldn't have any money to furnish my house. Yep. And at the time I had no good furniture, not even did it. I didn't even own a flat screen TV. So I'm like, well, how do I keep $30,000? How do I put 10% down and not 20% down? I need 30 grand to furnish my house but I don't want to pay monthly PMI. So that's when I learned, wait a minute, if I just bump the interest rate by a quarter percent, I'll raise enough funds. I could then buy out my mortgage insurance at closing. And yes, the quarter percent interest rate is going to be an extra 48 bucks a month, but I'm not having to pay $162 a month in PMI. So I'm kind of having my cake and I can eat it too. It's my way of only putting 10% down so that when I buy this new house, I can fully furnish it with new, new furniture. Mm -hmm. And I'm not having to have my payment get jacked up by $162. Just my payment's going to be higher by $48. I could stomach $48 mm -hmm. extra month if it meant I got to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Once I started doing that, then I started saying, well, could I apply doing this on a second home condo? So when my best friend Chris bought his condo at the beach, Chris put 10% down. 
on a second home condo with no monthly mortgage insurance. Hmm. I took what I did for me on a primary <laughs> home. Yeah. So yeah, this whole delayed financing, I first learned about it through through that uh, real estate investor, Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark is where I first learned about it. I then helped another client when his brother had purchased a home and his and he came to us saying, hey, I need to get this money back um, and get my, my brother paid back. Another lender told me no, because I have to season the title. And I dug deep. I'm like, wait a minute, Mark, the investor uses delayed financing. Hmm. I wonder if Kenny, whose brother just bought him a house, if delayed finance would work for him. And it would, I just had to make sure the money got reimbursed to Kenny's brother Hmm. at closing on the settlement statement. I'm like, ah. And then just recently, as a consumer again, I was told I couldn't even make an offer on the home Hmm. that may be the home unless it was cash and I didn't have the cash. At least in my mind, I didn't have the cash. Hmm. But my financial advisor reminded me, well, you do have the cash. We just don't want to tap into it because you're not at the age to tap into it because of the taxable liability, but we could definitely leverage it. And we could use that that money in the investment account as collateral. I can then give you a line of credit. I could then use that line of credit Mm -hmm. to purchase the home. And at that point, it's a quote unquote to the seller's standpoint on the cash transaction. Right. Now my offer is being considered. Yeah. Now, if you remember from last episode, we didn't buy the house <laughs> right, right. because it literally came down to no inspection and the, the seller got to live in it for three months for That's free. Outrageous. Question, when you have delayed finance, <clears throat> delayed financing, is that something that you can combine with like a CP loan? Like, hey, I have a CP loan. Can you combine with delayed? Like, can you? Can you almost like add it on to like other loan products? Does it work that way or is it like something separate? Am I even making sense? Can I answer with it depends? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it depends. Okay. Like, I don't know your situation. Like I'm going to now start asking you questions. Well, do you already own the lots? Mm. So you already own the lots. And then did you get halfway through the building of your home and run out of money? Mm. Like, you know, like I need to know the whole scenario gotcha. because you already own the lots. You've built the home. At this point, yes, it's going to be either delayed finance or a cash out refi. They're kind of one and the same. I don't know which one it is. I need to figure out, have you moved into the home? Is the home CEO'd? Is the home fully built? There's a lot of things that we have to go into it, uh-huh. which by the way, in originators, it depends are the two best words to put together besides the three, which are CTC, clear to close. Uh-huh. But it depends. Man, that's a great answer because that's the truth. Well, it depends. I don't know your full scenario. And I understand as a mortgage loan originator that Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice, and I do not commit malpractice. So right now, my answer is depends, John. Let me go ahead and uh, schedule time to talk to you for about 45 minutes, take down all your information, document your income and your assets, and really figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish. There is maybe a potential I could come in and do a loan for you now, or I may say let's wait two more months. Mm. So the answer will be it depends. Is there a limit to how many times you can use delayed financing, like your VA benefits or something? No, no, no. No, I mean, you'd only use delayed financing once. Mm. Because at that point, the next financing is going to be called a refinance. Right. But no, it's I mean it's a, conven- a conventional conforming loan. Okay. Yep. So there's there's no no delayed financing. Just understand that this is a new tool to put in your tool belt. This is a reason to go uh, speak in front of a real estate office. Realtors right now want to know how they can get their offers accepted. Most real estate agents and most lenders have tons of pre-approved buyers, just not enough homes for those pre-approved buyers to purchase. So they're trying to find ways to make their offers more attractive. If you happen to have someone who has access to capital, it could be a rich parent, 
It could be a rich sibling. It could be money sitting in an investment account, but they just didn't want to tap into it. If they can access that capital for a short period of time, 30, 60, 90 days max, they could purchase the home in cash, turn around, obtain a home loan the next day, utilizing delayed financing, and at least obtain 75 to 80% of the purchase price back in their pocket so that they can reimburse mom and dad, or they can reimburse sibling, or they can reimburse their investment account. That is delayed financing. It's a tip and a trick to use, especially in a market like this, where you're doing everything in your power to make your offer the strongest. So I threw in two learning opportunities. You now know what delayed financing is, but you also know that your wealthy clients, those clients that have investment accounts, I'm not really talking IRAs and I'm not talking necessarily 401ks. I'm talking possibly whole life insurance policies because a whole life insurance policy has a cash value. So if you happen to have someone who had a whole life insurance policy and that whole life insurance policy was totally paid up and it was a million dollar policy, that person could have five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars of cash value in that whole life policy. You can borrow against your whole life insurance policy. So someone like that, if you got really creative, if they weren't looking to pay cash for a house, but you knew they had a whole life insurance policy, understanding how delayed financing works may allow you to suggest to them that they borrow against their whole life insurance policy and they can pay cash for the house. And then you can reimburse them the money that they need to pay back the loan against mm. their whole life insurance policy. Mm. Or you have the person who has the managed account, whether it's at Merrill Lynch or JP Morgan or um, Regions or Wells Fargo, wherever they have their, their managed investment account, then most brokerages, most investment firms will allow their clients to leverage the money that they have invested by extending a line of credit based on the value of their assets. Usually it's 50 or 60% of the value, the current market value, they can borrow against it. So their money stays in the market. It's still working. It's still invested in stocks and bonds. It still hopefully is making six, eight, 10, 12%. And they're probably only paying two or 3% interest on that line of credit. They could then leverage their assets, pay cash for the home. And then if they were wanting to quickly pay back or pay down or pay off that line of credit, they call their local lender. They do what's called delayed financing. 30 days later, 45 days later, voila, they're paying down the loan. So I think that's opening up the, the mind of the originator, of the realtor, of the potential home buyer, that there are ways to make offers stand out. There are ways to access your capital, your own money, without creating a taxable event. And now that you know about it, you know you can call that financial expert that you have managing your money and ask him or her about it. You can talk to your lender about delayed financing. And hopefully you can get out there and get some offers accepted. I heard. Did you learn something new today, John? I did. Awesome. I am so happy I was able to help out. This was a little bit more fun to talk about than appraisal <laughs> gap strategies. You just um, stutter over the title. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't even say appraisal. That, that's how appraisal dis- That is how discombobulated I was right. last episode trying to say those words. But... <laughs> Nah, um, look, here's the thing. John and I aren't going away. Like we, we plan on doing this seven to 17 more years. If you all keep tuning in, (laughs) if you keep digging what we do, if you'll please go check out the loan officer podcast.com. 
or tloponline.com. Go to our sales tools, check out what we're doing, give us some feedback, subscribe, register, share it, tell a friend. Mm -hmm. We'll keep on coming on twice a week, every single week. Yep. We'll try to create fresh content that's somewhat entertaining, mostly educational, mm -hmm. and just things that make you say, hmm. hmm. But until then, we have shit we got to do. So he's John Coleman, I'm Dustin Owen, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.